Welcome to Not Your Enemy Speakout Sessions with hosts Shannon Reynolds of Visionary Creative Concepts and Branding and Jared L. White, the man behind the creative brand Tim K. Unlimited. Together, they are the co-creators of the Not Your Enemy Collections. The Not Your Enemy Speakout Sessions are a forum to continue conversations amongst Black artists, creatives, and cultivators. We are excited for you to join our conversation. This is Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions. Today's a special day. Why is that, Shannon? Why is today a special day? Today is a special day because it is your birthday. My 33rd birthday is such a... um... A fun birthday. It's your thirty third birthday. This is your Jesus year. Yeah. Um. I someone just shout out to Aida. She told me about the Jesus year things. I I didn't even know that, but I can relate to that. It's the year what Jesus passed away and Jesus mm-hmm. died. Um. So everyone says that this is the year that you you really give away those adult. I mean those childlike qualities of yourself. You just become a full grown adult. Even though I feel like I've been adult for years, <laughs> but fine. At least there'll finally be a stamp on it. Yeah, I think this is a year of coming into your own. So I'm, you know, I'm going to start off by saying happy birthday. I'm so excited that we decided to do it today of all days, because I feel like today in general is a celebration. But, you know, we're really celebrating you and all that you've done, all that you've accomplished. A lot of times when we talk, you were giving me my flowers. So today is a day of giving you your flowers. So, you know, I love and adore you. I'm I'm so happy that we're able to do this partnership with... um, not your enemy that has turned into this uh this podcast. <laughs> podcast everything um and so much more so i'm excited for today and let's just get into the questions all right okay. how has the social climate impacted you and your work um the not your enemy collection that was it you know um similar to what chantel said if you guys haven't listened we interviewed um photographer chantel phillips um, about how it affected her work, and I too was not interested in doing anything because it nothing made sense at, during in the beginning. Um, nothing really made sense. Um, I wasn't really my one of um, I wasn't getting out to the people and getting inspired. Nothing was moving me. I was just in the house, um, and I just felt like I I lost it a little bit, and I didn't know what to to say. You know, and then you start to take stock of what you have been saying and you're looking at like, well, this is not even what I think that I should even be talking about at this point in time. So I was at a bit of a loss. Um, And then, of course, when uh, we started to witness the killings and the murders of just black people in America, um, we we witnessed a lot of loss, you know, and I felt as though outside of that. And when you are a person like myself who feels that pain and that grief you know, it hits you. Um, you know, I was, when, when the pandemic was going on, I, I lived close to a, a, a hospital. So I heard the, the sirens and I heard the ambulance trucks going around that, that just broke me. Um, but when I witnessed just the unjust killings of black people in America, it angered me because I had saw this before and I had to channel that energy someplace. And it finally found a place because I had always wanted to do that to te- really channel channel that type of energy and I didn't know what to do. And when we came together, um, it was the just the right time to use that energy for something more than myself, something more for just pretty pictures. I wanted to have 
some um, intention behind my work. I wanted to have some say behind my work. I wanted to make sure that I was giving back as well. And that's just how my artistry changed and then Not Your Enemy was born. And I, you know, us having the conversations before we, like the conversation before Not Your Enemy even came to be, um, you know, just seeing the growth and like transformation of what your artistry was to what it's becoming now and like what's gonna happen in the future is really exciting. Um, especially with the what the world it's it's good to have somebody that you can create with that understands the anger and the frustration mm-hmm. and not and being able to push our emotions um into something into something that uh, anger is just a real part of it yeah all. really truthfully <laughs> um so how does it feel like having people wear your artwork it feels it feels good. It feels like we have a, a walking billboard in a way, mm-hmm. um, and what it, it feels like a, a this one step. You know, the whole purpose behind this was to make sure that the conversation was going continuously. We wanted to make sure that we weren't just talking about this because it was a hashtag or before. You know, I thought that things were going to start opening up more. You know, and I thought by this point we would be back to our normal. Um, our normal, whatever normalcy was prior to this. So I just wanted to make sure that we were putting something out there that people constantly were going to be wearing and seeing right. and, and have. So now that I see it, I'm like, yeah, that this is good because that means that the mission keeps going. Right. Um, it's such a proud feeling though, you know, to see somebody in your shit, you know, and actually liking it and not, yeah, they're buying it because they know us, you know, and then we have people who don't even know us, but the fact that they're buying because they like it and it resonates, it's such a, I've never felt nothing like that before. Yeah. And I say artwork because, I mean, we had the artist for I Am Human on here, Callie, um, and she designed. Now, that's artwork, but I want to give you credit because before this, you were not thinking about designing. And these are your designs that are people wearing. So I'm going to call it artwork for you, too. So there we go. I wasn't. <laughs> we were trying to hire somebody. We were like, yeah. we're going to hire somebody on Fiverr because I really was not. But that goes back to just um believing in yourself and you know you're one of those people who just was like no Jared, you you have that um I, that's something that i i did struggle with for a very long time just really you know is my work worth it but when when i started to take that away and and pull pull back from that now it's like no this is what the fuck it is you know what i'm saying like i can only give you this is the highest of my uh abilities that i'm executing at, and that's what matters you know and i know that I put the work in now. Um, so it was it was just so cool that that it's me that people are wearing. You know, my, one of my close friends, Danielle, you know, she said that people are buying this because it comes from you. And I didn't understand that, you know, and then that was like, wow, people really like it. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I'm glad other people are telling you that too, and it's not just me. Um, so what and who are some of your inspirations? I take my inspirations from a lot of different places. You know, uh, music is a huge inspiration for me. Um, and it, it's, sorry, the bikes is going by. You know, that's what happens when you're in Brooklyn. <laughs> I give me a sound studio. Um, music is huge for me. You know, I'm one of those kids who grew up listening to music. When first thing when you came home from school, my grandmother had 98.7 Kiss on the radio. 
you know, when she passed away, I was uh, listening to Angie Martinez and Funkmaster uh, Flex, and I graduated to um, uh, Wendy Williams. And music was so huge to me because I, I would follow these artists and just understanding the business behind music, but then also understanding that create creative creativity as well. Um, and seeing what the artists would do and how they would change up their rollout and their marketing, but how they would change up their, who they were for their particular album in that era. Like we know this era of, you know, Rihanna because of this or Jay-Z because of this or Kim because of that, you know, and I kind of embody that a little bit. And you see that now with how I roll out my stuff. Like I'm putting out outfit photos. I'm like yelling my head, this is an album. These, this is my track list. These are, you know, each track is a different look. Um, and I get, I pull that directly from that. Um, I was the kid that would buy, go to the Wiz and buy albums and read the, the, the booklets and try to understand, you know, even though it made no sense to me at that time, but that's what I did. You know, my mom, that was a, every Christmas or birthday, like that's what I look forward to is getting an album. So music is a huge inspiration for me. Um, art, museums, um, and my friends, there's nothing like looking at people who sit right next to you. You know, Issa Rae, um, she said, we need to start net, um, networking across versus up. Mm-hmm. And when I work with, you know, my friends and you, you included and, and Danielle and Chantel and all these wonderfully amazing people, that's what inspires me to see what they're doing um, and feed that energy to to each other is, is beautiful. So the, that, and I can go on and on about inspirations by my freaking grandparents. You know, I just did a podcast recently and, and they asked the, the interviewer asked me, um, who, what, how, how do you remember your, um, your childhood? And I said, oh, just going outside and hanging out. But I meant, I forgot to talk about my, my grandparents because they inspired me. They raised me. They showed me. They taught me. They, they, they took me to the, these places. I, I had a, a Polaroid camera and my great grandmother would take me around with her and I had that camera in me, it camera with me. So if it wasn't for my ancestors putting me in these places, there would be no artistry that I have today. Yeah. And shout out to your grandparents and your mom for, I'm going to tell you, this is a college story, so we're going to get into this, but you are the first male to ever teach me you know what I'm going to say to ever teach me that women and ladies need to be on the inside of the sidewalk the men are always on the outside and you used to yell at me like Shannon why and it was so foreign to me but you set the standard standard for everybody else I was like no that's not supposed to be like you're supposed to walk on the outside and so Ladies, if you're walking with a man, you are supposed to be working on the inside, you know, but those were just those things that I was taught. And that came directly from my mother when she used to walk me to school and and she would teach me this as a young kid. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't, she was taller than me telling me these things, but those, those, those are the things that I was taught and I knew that it was important. And, you know, I just knew as my place as a man and just taking care of women and, and this is what you're, the role that you're supposed to play. And yes, you walk on the inside and I protect you from them things that happen on the outside because, and, and this is a partnership as well. You protect me as well. But it was just, every time we, every time I walked <laughs> in the street with a woman, it was like, chill ass over here. <laughs> just like, in case some like shit <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I, that takes me back. But anyways, yes, that was a lesson that I have literally taken for the rest of my life. So thank you for instilling that into me. No problem. Um, 
what are your favorite like I think you kind of touched on this but like what are your favorite styles to wear like Mm. you're always sharp no matter what you put on so thank you um I I'm just my style is very vintage and very um chic I would say you know my a lot of my clothes come from like just wearing other people's shit you know and like hand-me-downs going to the thrift store and I never kind of got out of that um I have this very retro vibe to me and and I just I'm just so drawn to that to be fair I wish I dressed like everybody else I swear to god like I love going outside and seeing the fellas in like you know their their Jordans and you know all those like that that very uh urban New York vibe but I just never and for me to be from Brooklyn I just never really cop that and never look really look good on me you know my mom she put my outfits together when I was growing up and she sent me to my great grandmother's house and she would always itemize out what I'm wearing and I think all mothers did that at the time but like for me I just thought this was like this thing and it always stuck with me so I always had that kind of thing so like my my style is just so retro and I, I try my best to break out of it but it's just never it's just always this like throwback so yeah Okay. I love your style. I don't, I don't you. care what you have on it. Always. <laughs> um, so let's talk about what's next for you. This is the Dale question that most interviewers ask. Where do you see yourself in five years? Okay. Jesus. <laughs> Where I, you know, I see elevation for myself. Um, that's what's all that really matters to me. I think that I have started a cycle for myself. If you look at myself five years ago and five years prior to that, I'm pretty much doing the same thing, just on a different level. So for me, it's just all about leveling up, um, but staying consistent. You know, I see not your enemy still moving and that evolving in certain some really fun ways, but some ways that are still keen to us. Like I see a fashion show. You know, I see more of this. Like we were, you know, you just talked about podcasts, but we we ran a radio station. You know, so this is the this is the obvious next step for us to be doing this. And you know, if, if anybody should be doing it, it us it, it is us. You know, because we already did it <laughs> and did it well. You know, it wasn't like we only had one adult advisor, and the things that we did and saw and created it was super dope. We have stars. Um. Um, um, DJ Damage, he's working with um, Jason Lee. He was a WHIP um, the Temple Studio and Radio Station air, um, host uh, back in the day. Okay, you know, well, that's, yeah. that's crazy. You know, so I, I see that type of momentum because I, I look at him and I'm like, yo, if, if he can do that, then I can do something too. So it's just all about leveling up. Like, I don't ever want to be in a position where my shit's not changing, you know, because that's, that's what it's all about. Um, yeah, you know, and it's really a comp- knocking knocking more shit off the list um, that I have set for myself. And, you know, like I said, keeping Not Your Enemy moving, move, making Tim K more than um, what he is now, even though I'm in love with where he has his, he's gone. And, and yes, people, I've talked about Tim K in the third person. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just, just leveling up, man, and, and seeing what a new Not Your Enemy design looks like. Yeah. I, I definitely think evolution um, and just constant um, elevation of self is super important. I think that, um, you know, me, I am everybody's cheerleader. Like, you tell me, like, an idea. I'm like, okay, well, we could do this, this, and this. And, like, I see this for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if that person doesn't believe believe it at the time, if I see it, I will tell you. I would right. say this is, you know, 
what you're capable of because I see great things in a lot of people um whether they see it themselves or not so I'm that you you know I'm well, that's how we got here. That's, yeah, that's that was, what it was all about. Like, y'all don't know this. If you, whoever doesn't know this story, Shannon is the one who taught, told me to start a style brand and told me to do these things and, and really said something that spoke to me and was like, hey, if anybody can do it, do this, it is you. And she's the one that gave me uh, the, the the mindset to just start. You know, because I thought that I had to have certain things lined up in a row. And she literally was like, just start. And that was the day that I went to my um, co-worker's desk. And I said, every day at four o'clock, you're going to be downstairs and you're going to take a picture of me. And we're going to do outfit photos. I, I legitimately saw someone taking outfit photos one time. It was like I had never planned this. It, it just was like, this is what we're doing. I don't, this is the look. We're going to find different locations to do it in. And I'm just going to dress up. And I was already getting compliments on my outfit, so it made sense. And and had she, had you, Shannon, not say that on that day, I would have never even done that. Like, that wasn't even a priority. And look at us now. Honestly, I when you tell me this story and it's like, for me, <laughs> I was just having a conversation with you. Like, I didn't even think anything of it. I was like, okay, well, you know, whatever, just an idea. No, you. And, ha- it's just like you spoke something to me that day. Because I think it was just a day when I was having a bad day. Yeah. I was. It was just one of those days where I'm like, yo, I don't know what's next, but it's not this. Right. You know, and I have no idea how to get to that next step. I was in a job where I'm like, yo, I don't know how to get to, to, to part B yet. Like, I'm still stuck at A. I don't know how to get to B. I don't even know what that looks like. I don't even know what to do creatively. Right. You know, I'm in a relationship, but like, I don't even know what the fuck that, what that's doing. So right. I'm, I'm literally was just like confused. And that was a day of peak confusion where you came and gave me a path. Yeah. And it was stuff that I had thought about before, but I'm like, people are just telling me I dress nicely just because they're telling me to dress nicely because I don't think that I am. I think that I'm over accessorizing. I think I'm looking like a clown out here. You know, this is just how I'm feeling at the time. But when you told me that, I'm like, boom, I know what to do. Like you, you, and I told you this back in college, you, you like the flame in me that you lit the, the match that let the bomb. Like, yeah. it's just like, you would say certain things and like, boom, all right, cool, go. And that's just how I am now with you, with, with this working, but you, you're, that day was the day Tim K was born. That was the day I turned my Instagram to who is Tim K. That was the day I started that outfit challenge. It just kept moving. Oh, the memories. Um, <laughs> but this is not about me. So let's not, you know, let's right. bring it back to you. Right, um, right, right. So, all right. I'm yeah. going to drop this on you. So about 10 years ago, you participated and we're gonna have her on to talk about this again. Uh, you participated in Chantel's documentary, Just Keep Swimming. Oh, okay. Right? And I, like I told you guys in her, um, on our separate conversation that we're again gonna bring it back, that literally stuck with me. So as we talk about conversations and stuff that stuck, you know, stuck with us that we've told each other, that documentary was kind of like, I was just getting out of college. You had already been out for a year. Mm-hmm. I was figuring out like, hey, this is this ain't easy. Like, what am I doing with my life? Where's my job? Where's my income? You know, all this stuff. And it kind of just puts you at a place of, you know, just keep going, you know, just keep swimming. And so that my question for you is now looking back, that was 10 years ago. What's your advice for somebody that's just starting out? Right. And at the place where you were at when before Tim K started, where you're like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. I have a passion or I feel like I have a purpose. 
Yeah. What would you tell somebody to encourage them to just keep swimming? That's a good question. <laughs> um, trust your gut. I, I think uh-huh. that's the only thing that you can possibly do is trust your gut. And um, same thing that I did with Tim Case, just start somewhere. When when we graduated, I knew I had to start. So it was, I'm going to get an internship. I'm going to get a part-time job. I'm going to take these things. Like, you know, unfortunately, we didn't raise with an opportunity of having someone who, or at least I didn't, who has like a pile of money that saved for you when you graduate. You know, I didn't have, like, I wish that I had some of these talents, or no, I'll take that back. I wish that I recognized these talents then. I wish that I would have groomed these talents at a younger age. You know, you know, I have my own hangups about that. But you have to start where you are and you have to, to figure it out from there. You know, so I knew that I had to start working. I knew that I had to, to, to uh, keep moving up and leveling up in that world. So I, I would just tell someone to just, just start, trust your gut and be patient. Um, we have to you. There are a level of dues that you have to pay um, and you only get things when you're supposed to get them. You know, we would have had the level of success that we're having now at a certain age. We probably wouldn't have been able to handle it. I, I probably wouldn't even have had the emotional intelligence to handle some of the things that I'm doing now. Right. Um, and, and that's just something that came from growth. You know, and you, you look at other people who are getting shit at a young age, like they can handle that. That's on them. Like, I know that looking back, a, a 22 year old Jared would not have been able to handle like I was good though, like you know, I, I did my thing, but like I don't think that I would have that intelligence to do that. I didn't have the right people in my life at that time. I didn't have the right setup. I didn't have the right foundation. So when you you just gotta be patient, but you do have to start. Uh, you know, I, I can throw a few things at you because these are all things that I'm learning now. Like stop, you know, get sometimes you gotta get out of your dream and, and stay in reality a little bit. You know, it's, it's, it's important to daydream, but it's important to look around and realize what's happening on around the ground around you um, and take stock of that and really just lay that foundation. So, you know, there's some steps to even that, uh, but keep it, keep it cool, you know, and, and allow the um, allow the, the universe and God to take you on that journey. Brianna just said that in her, uh, her latest for um, Savage. And she said, just allow God to take you on that journey. That is so, I kind of just want to end on that because I feel like that's the best advice. Honestly, I learned, I feel like once you hit 30, those 20, that 20s, those 20s experiences, you learn, one, trust your gut. Because if you trust mm-hmm. your gut, you would have probably done a couple other things differently in your 20s. Right. A whole lot of things <laughs> with your money. If anything, right. <laughs> Number one, fucking get your money together. Like, yeah. you don't need the sneakers. Yeah. You don't need sneakers. You don't need to go out. You don't need to go on that trip. You don't need to do none of that. But, I mean, it's, but here's the thing. Every yeah. action has a reaction. So if you want to go on that trip, that's fine. But 10 years from later, like... You're going to be broke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that... <laughs> um, but even when you said, like, the wrong, the right people, I think that God will you everything has a season and so mm-hmm. maybe in your 20s you were not with the people that are supposed to be within your 30s and that are going to take you into your business that are going to take you into your next step and so it's right. important to be patient and let 
that journey wherever it is. Like some people don't hit big until they're 50. Like that was their journey. You can't compare yourself to anybody else. Um, but you know, just start. And like that, everything you said, everything you said, way more eloquent than I'm saying right now, but it was good. Good okay. advice. No. I'm gonna take some but, of that too. You say, but I wanna ask you, uh, can I ask you a question? Sure. Conversation. Yeah. Um, I, you asked me about your inspir my inspirations. I want to hear about your inspirations. Um, so I've had like over the span of my life. Cause when I was younger, you're gonna laugh. Um, I was like, I am about to be a bomb director and I'm about to do all these crazy movies. And I had all these ideas. What, then, what did you graduate? Where did you graduate? I mean, what was your um, major in college? Um, broadcast of the communications, mass media. So I had gotten the things and then I was like, but I didn't do film. Cause when I first went to Temple, I was like, I don't know if I want to do film. I was like, actually, no, I kind of just want to be in control of like what's done. So maybe like producer. And then I was like, I don't really like editing. So I don't know if I'm a producer. So it was like, I, I went to college with thinking I knew what I wanted to do. And then I was like, I just want to create. Like, <laughs> and I couldn't figure out what that meant. But I was always fascinated by Tyler Perry. Like, like beginning Tyler Perry when he was doing like the circuits of the theater. And I had, sorry, Tyler, I got all the bootlegs of his, uh, <laughs> of his plays. And I was like, yo, this dude is like, interesting so when his movie started to come out I'm like he's on to something um and then like now he's like a billionaire um yeah. so he was always someone that I was super inspired about I actually like, wrote him several times <laughs> well, so I you're gonna be one of those you're gonna be one of those people you'd be like well I wrote him back in 2005 and Guess what? He got back to me. Now I got this big time job, but you better take me with you because I, I need did. to get like, on here, that's what TV. I Listen, <laughs> I, listen I, a lot of things would change, but like I literally, like that was somebody I was like, I want to work with. I just knew that I wanted to create. So anybody that has kind of created, created something and you see, like I see the start to finish, like he's just one of those people that I followed his whole entire journey and was kind of in awe of. Um, John Singleton. It's usually it's usually director directors and um, uh, Spike Lee. Um, so would you be open to doing that again? Like, would you be like, like, would that be somewhere down the line? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe, maybe that was, maybe it's gonna all come back in full circle because literally, when I was younger and I would watch movies, like that's like asking even my family. I used to watch movies, and that's all I did. Like. That was my TV and movies. So the, everyone, I even like, I wrote like a book or like a script. I won an award at Temple for like second, like best script. I didn't know this. Yeah. So I, it could come full circle. I don't know. But I just know my passion is increasing. We just learned something new here. I did not know this. Yeah. So, and then me um, and Danielle, we got first place, second place for our documentary. So I did some stuff at Temple. I did some stuff. Um, <laughs> but Besides go to Maxis. We did more. We worked. <laughs> yeah, we, we did some stuff. But I think that what happened was I let fear get in the way. Okay. You know, you, sell, you, you question yourself. Are you good enough? Okay. Right? And so I kind of was like... Fear, hmm. yeah, fear will fuck you up all the time. And, yep. I, you know, I know it, it has fucked me up on plenty of occasions. But. Yeah. 
So it could come back full circle, but that the, the Tyler Perry, John Singleton, Spike Lee, um, I you know Issa Rae, business wise, mm. I don't watch Insecure. That's crazy, but I follow Issa Rae in the in the sense of what she's doing business wise. So right. those are the things that um, inspire me. I love Amanda Seals. Um, one like if my brother and me, if y'all know that show from Nickelodeon. All right, and follow you um you touched. Uh, yeah, but you touched on something that was really cool, specific um, business. I think that's that's the one, you know, outside of everything else that I said, get your business together. That's the, that's what's really important. My granddad, um, rest his soul, he looked at me one day in his final years and was like, Jared, you're a businessman. And the one thing that I have learned about things that I do is I am a businessman who has a love and style, who has a love for style and fashion. I am not a style and fashion guy who does business. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. So I have an appreciation for these things, but I'm here to understand the business side of it and grow it um, because that's what's most important. That's what I went to school for. That's what I know. You know, so when I am, you know, I think just knowing who you are and learning about these things are like super duper important and learning about business. And, you know, I um, just always want to make sure that I'm getting back to the business because you never want someone to say they had bad business with you. You know, you never want somebody to say those types of things about you. You always want to be um, known for your business. I can agree with that. I think for me, I'm not great at business, right? And I'm going to tell you why. You're going to surprise me. I do a lot of stuff for free. I do a lot of stuff where my value is not, and I tell this all the time, people are like, you know, even with you, I'm like charge because I've learned my lesson by doing a lot of free stuff and being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And then even if you do, if they deem you as bad business, because maybe then you ask for a fee, right? So right. you start off on the right foot foundation wise and you know your worth. And even if they're your friends or maybe are not your friends, and they're taking advantage of your your purpose and your passion and your skills for free, mm-hmm. that could be a detriment. So for me, I'm not good business all the time. I do a lot of stuff for free. So, um, but I'm learning right. and I'm learning to like brand myself as this is what I'm good at. This is what I can do. If this is not, if we're not meant to be, that's fine. Like there's no hard feelings. This is business. Right. And I can right. I've learned to separate that. Like we could be friends. And if our business doesn't work out, we can separate that. It doesn't always work that way with some people, but I've mm-hmm. just learned to separate that friendship or that part, whatever we have. If it's business, we're business. We're going we gonna to talk about what we're going to do. We're going to have an agreement. And then that's that. Because I've learned my lesson. I got burned way too many times doing favors and freebies. No, ain't no free favors and freebies around here. <laughs> so... Yeah. You have any more questions for me? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna do I'm gonna give the doozy on your birthday. No, I'm I'm I just was curious. I have you so I'm ready for this doozy though. I I mean I I don't think it's gonna be that bad for you. Oh, what is your greatest fear? Hmm. It used to be failure, but I'm embracing failure. Um, because how else are you gonna make that shit work? Um. I don't know what my greatest fear would be. I, I think one of my greatest fears, you know, I take that back. I do know not seeing this, not seeing what I'm working live on, I think is one of my greatest fears. I think just having ideas and not seeing them flushed out. Cause you know, you, I'm one of those people where you're like, God damn it. I wish I would have thought of Uber. God damn it. I wish I would have thought of. <laughs> well, you have the idea. I'm like, I, oh, I, someone already thought I of wish it. I 
bought that stock, you know? Right. So it, I all, I constantly journal. I constantly think about, you know, what's next for this iteration of, of me and, and, and not seeing an idea fleshed out, I think is something that scares me because it it can always be um, something that will take me to the next level or take my family to the next level, you know, and making sure the biggest fear is, is just also just not as people not advancing also. Like, it's not just about me. It's about the generations that come up after us. You know, and making sure that they're together, and and that's hard when you're you have certain jewels. That's that's why I've been a little bit more off open with with getting my story out there and talking openly about how I feel about the times that we're in, because my story can help somebody else. Even if it's one person, they can take something that I've said and you or you said and spin that. You know, I I usually always thought that platforms like this were for you know the people with a million flat followers and you know, people for celebrities, but then, you know, even looking at these celebrities and, and these influencers and shit, they just regular people like us, you know? So I, um, that's, that's one of my biggest fears is somebody not having these, this two, this two stuff because I didn't have it, you know, nobody told me certain things, you know, and I wish they would have had, they had told me the things that I know now, 10 years ago, I, shit, we would, this would have been happening, you know, I would have been had what I needed, I would have been in this place, so that, that's a huge fear, just holding on to shit that should be shared with the next person. That yeah. is so crazy that you said that. Interesting. Um, my pastor has said something that always sticks with me. Um, he said that the uh, graves or graveyards are filled with the uh, uh, dreams and aspirations that never came mm. into, into fruition, right? So I always think about it. I'm like, ah, you know, I always, every time we have these damn things, like where it's something says said, <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's true. While you're living, leave the legacy. Yeah. Whatever, you know, throw all of your ideas at the wall. Maybe not everyone will stick, but at least you did. At least you tried. At least it's there to say, okay, well that didn't work, but right. they tried. Um, I don't, yeah, I would never want to die leaving something that I could have shared with the world. Right. And that's that, that, same. You know, I think that we all have these things in us that you got to get it out. You got to let people know, know about it. If you, if you are creative and if you are an artist and you have these things, why are you holding on to it and, and share it? You know, there, I've learned to not look left and right too much anymore. I'm so focused on my own. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not even worried about people taking or, getting better or I don't, right. I don't care about you doing more than what I'm doing. I'm just focused on myself. I'm I'm having a good time. So it, it really doesn't even matter. <laughs> What's meant for you is meant for you, man. Ain't nobody can take that. Exactly. Exactly. So there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with sharing the wealth and sharing the gems and trying your best. There's no one like you. And I just want to say happy birthday again. This has been a fantastic episode, uh, another fantastic episode of Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions, where we just aim to uplift other Black artists, creators, and we try to evoke change in the current social climate that we're in. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Until next time. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions. 
be sure to follow us on Instagram at VisionaryCCB and WhoIsTimK. Interested in purchasing apparel? Visit VisionaryCCBStore.com. Until next time, step out, step in, and step up.